Jack thinks he's found a quiet town to rest in, but some fire-starting teens burst in and blast him away with bumping techno beats. The rude children rough Jack up a bit, but he's no daft punk and wouldn't hurt innocent children. He disguises himself to blend in with these chemical brothers and sisters, and sneaks his way into an underworld music festival being run by an evil DJ. Will this music man crush Jack like a dead mouse? Or will Jack leap into battle like a crazy frog? Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Back to the cast. Gotta recap. We are here talking about Samurai Jack Season 3, and uh, I believe the episode we're on here is 28. Brendan, you're the number master. Can you confirm if that's right? Yeah, it's number 28. I'm pretty sure the math I did last week was totally wrong. <laughs> but we. Yeah, I looked it up. I think you totally boned it. I think I, I, think I was one over what it should have been. <laughs> you fucking fool and now i feel really good about it because i hate when you throw those bonus episodes into our official episode count so now I'm i started really trying to make good. it work in my head like i was like no 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 it, it will work if we include the one we never released <laughs> that one's just for you and me baby yeah that one's for the personal stash <laughs> uh nick montagani i am here with brendan riley brendan how are you what's going on uh not much is going on doing pretty good ready to talk about some some uh some sick beats the beats are, yeah, in my heart forever and always after this episode. They'll never leave me. <laughs> um, we'll get into that. Before that, I have a little topic that I've thought of for us. Okay. Uh, I have a question. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this recent trend of live action anime remakes? Uh, pff, I don't know. It, it, I haven't seen... Is the Cowboy Bebop out? Is that why you're asking? I believe Cowboy Bebop came out like a couple weeks ago on Netflix. Oh, really? I haven't seen it yet. Um, every time I've ever watched a live action anime thing, though, it's been awful. Like uh, there was one for Death Note a long time ago, yep. like a Japanese one, and then a more recent, an American Death Note. Uh, yeah. And it was terrible. Um, and that's actually the only one that's coming to mind right now, but I'm sure I've seen a bunch. Oh, there's a JoJo one that looks really bad, but all the costumes are really great. Um, <laughs> that's really important though for that particular show oh yeah yeah it, you look at it and you're like this is unmistakably jojo um and that's really good but it's really dumb uh mm. so i don't know i i don't i don't really see a purpose for it especially because you can be a lot more expressive with anime than i think you can with like live action actors because you can really push things um right but it, i hear people seem pretty optimistic about this one so I'll have to check it out at some point, but I'm not super interested. I don't think I'm against these anime live action remakes like wholesale. Um, I'm totally willing to have them made. Mm -hmm. They just have to be good. And I feel like so far the consensus, because I haven't watched all of them. I didn't watch the Death Note one, but I know that people did not like it. Yeah. Um, if you're going to do it like... <laughs> That's like such a bad criticism of me to make. Like, if you're going to make it, just make sure it's good. Yeah, do it right. Um, 
but like you get some things like if it's based on like an old anime or if like the the setting works for live action uh you right. like alice in borderland on netflix is based on a a manga and there was like a three episode anime that covers like the first few episodes of the live action show and that show is really good um but it's also not like a wacky over the top kind of anime it's like a one of those death game like a squid game kind of thing uh so that worked really well uh and i wasn't even sure it was an anime until i looked it up afterwards okay um if you want to call this anime i'm really nervous for the avatar the last airbender live action remake that they're making oh no they're I doing that i i believe that's another netflix joint that didn't um, work last time they did it people hated it no yeah the movie i only watched about 20 minutes of that movie and and kind of got the joke and then stopped watching it <laughs> um this i believe is yeah like a netflix tv series live action remake um which at first like i kind of don't really need that because i'm a huge fan of the original show and we'll watch those episodes repeatedly anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't really need the live action remake, but I was like, all right, well that's kind of interesting. Like I'd like to see a fresh take on like these characters in this story. Um, then I'm pretty sure the creators of the original show left that project cause they didn't like the direction it was oh, going. No. In. Yeah. Do you think so? Are they, have they said if they're going to try to be like true to the original show or if they're going to like do their own thing with it? <sighs> I'm I I think they said they were going to be pretty faithful with it, but I got to be honest, as soon as those guys left, I kind of tuned out any <laughs> yeah. of the, the news on that that project. So, yeah, like the later Game of Thrones seasons kind of stuff. You're like, oh, wait, oh, that's God. We can't get into that here. <laughs> Bonus episode. Game of <laughs> no Game of Thrones. What went wrong? If people if we're if you and me are making a Samurai Jack podcast podcast in the year 2021 <laughs> and that's like super not relevant to anything going on right now in pop culture nobody's going to care if we like <laughs> to the retrospect on the end of game of thrones now that it's like three or four years later well the that's, new the new one's starting up soon i think right oh yeah you know what you found it you found the three yeah yeah there you go they're doing that prequel series that nobody asked for uh, we're not going to do that on this show. That's, <laughs> that's that's never going to happen. We'll have to wait. We'll have to wait 20 years. All right. So I guess this is the question then. Uh, Samurai Jack live action uh, take. Is it possible? Uh, mm, uh, no, no, I wouldn't. No, the, the, I don't think so either. The show's too yeah. stylized. You can't you can't get that style unless you do something crazy like uh What's the movie based on the comic where it's mostly black and white and there's like some colors? Sin City? Is that the one? Sin City, yeah. Like unless you do something like that and really push everything like in a really stylistic way, I I wouldn't see it. I would like to see, and I'll bet this already exists, I would like to see like a fan-made concept trailer, like a short like two or three minute thing that's oh, like yeah, got yeah. A, a decent like budget and production value. Um, I would like to see that and then... Then I'll kind of make a judgment. But yeah, if they came out tomorrow and announced like, oh, new Samurai Jack live action movie, I would be very pissed off. Um, but I also think that like Gendy Tartakovsky like loves Samurai Jack too much to let something like that happen to mm. it. Um, I don't know. Or maybe I'm wrong. You know, he's he needs money. Yeah, everybody we all does. need money. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, let's make some money by recording this great podcast that we definitely get paid for. <laughs> let's do it. Ka-ching. Brendan, before uh, we get started, I have uh, 
a question for you, and I want you to answer me honestly. I will not judge you based on your answer. Okay. Have you ever been to a rave? No, I haven't. Okay. Not my scene. I wasn't sure. Yeah. You went to uh, you went to college in Burlington, Vermont, which I feel like there's a lot of raves going on around there. Uh, none that I'd ever heard of. <laughs> they really like they really like fish there, though. Is fish like a rave kind of band? It can. Be. I wouldn't think so. They're like a jam band, like a hippie garbage. <laughs> Listen to me noodle on the guitar for three hours. You get the right pyrotechnics. You get the right drugs. Any party <laughs> can be a rave. Yeah. No, I've never been to a rave. Do people still do raves? Uh, I don't know. Maybe under bridges like that old video. All the bridge kids right. dancing. Maybe like that still. Mm. That's possible. Um, if anyone wants to email us to confirm whether or not raves are still a thing in the year of our Lord 2021, uh, got to recap at gmail.com is the email address. Yeah. So please, please let us know. We're dying to know. Yep. I'm not convinced they ever existed. It's just a concept made up for TV. Or like, yeah, outraged, like, so senators could go, uh, like, do a little snippet on the news and be like, raves are corrupting the minds of our children. We have to get rid of raves, just like they did with Doom. Yeah, raves are a government conspiracy. That's true. Uh, You know, JFK died at a rave. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah, so that's what they don't tell you. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about raves because episode 28 of Samurai Jack is titled Jack and the Rave. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have a guess for this one. So straight up and down, baby. Yeah. Jack and the Rave. <laughs> That's fine. No, no frills on this episode title. Not at all. Uh, November 1st, 2002. So uh, it, this might surprise you. Um, they're taking a bold swing right out of the gate at the start of this episode. Uh, Jack is walking through the forest uh, past a big waterfall. Yeah, he is. Never seen that before. No. It's a new, bold direction for the show. Um, I will say that this particular waterfall is like less of a serene, peaceful waterfall. It's mm-hmm. basically like a big raging rapids kind of yeah, waterfall. Yeah, there's like a huge log going across it. He walks across. It's really good looking. This whole uh, forest scene is actually really well painted. Yeah. Like there's a lot of cool lighting on the trees that we've never seen before in the show. It kind of feels like every season they really up the production of the backgrounds. Yeah. Um. I had that written in my notes, too, and I knew you would mention it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the art's great. Jack's, like, walking through the forest as the sun starts to set. So, yeah, there's, like, a beautiful, beautiful like, golden sunset, like, painting the background behind him. It's really, yeah, it looks really Yeah, great. the trees are casting shadows. Like, you get God Ray kind of stuff going on. It's real nice. He's walking through the forest and uh, reaches the edge of the forest and looks out at this big like medieval looking castle city mm-hmm. in the distance. So already we know it's Jack and the dragon part two. Coming yeah. at you. <laughs> There's a stink coming from the city. Jack turns it's around like and walks away. <laughs> I've, I've been through this once before. <laughs> you know what? Never mind this town. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> You're on your own. <laughs> uh, he sees that city in the distance and it's starting to get late in the day. The sun's like pretty much fully down and, and Jack lets out a big yawn and, and walks toward this city. He walks in and he's walking through the streets and this city's like completely dead. Like it's very silent. There's nobody out on the streets. It's kind of eerie. It's like it's like when you walk through a city in an RPG 
where you already killed like all of the NPCs that live in the town. And now you're just kind of like checking back in on the town to see what's going on. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing. And nothing comes back in the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, walking through these quiet city streets and he finds an inn uh, where the lights are on in the windows and he walks inside the inn and there's a very large man who is hunched over the reception desk and is just very deeply sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's real sad about something. He's crying very hard. And uh Jack, like not knowing how to sort of like keep his distance and like give this person personal space, like walks in because fuck the crying. I need a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Walks into the inn and uh, the man doesn't even notice him and Literally, Jack rings like a little service bell that's sitting on this reception desk where this man yeah, is hunched over crying. Directly in front of him, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like even more rude. Um, rings that bell and the man looks up at Jack through tears. And Jack like asks him, I think he says, is this a lodging facility? Which is like, I don't know. Jack, you've been in this world long enough. You don't have to just call it a hotel or something. In, yeah, figure it out, man. Um, the man can barely choke out uh, a response as he tells Jack, yes, it is. And then collapses back onto the desk in like a big fit of uncontrollable weeping. He's like really fishing for Jack to ask him what's wrong. Right. But Jack won't. He doesn't. That's not Jack doesn't pick up on social cues. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> it's actually really shocking. Um, yeah. Jack asks for a room and the man leads him down a hallway, just crying the entire time, um, opens the door to this very dark, like untidy bed chamber that's got like cobwebs and stuff all over it. Yeah, it looks really gross. They haven't really yeah, kept up the rooms in this hotel. I think this man's been crying too much to <laughs> hardly do anything. <laughs> oh, this is the bed. <laughs> and this is the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, and this is the window. <laughs> <laughs> and it starts just like uncontrollably sobbing after he shows him the window. Yeah. This is where I started to think uh, this episode is going to be entirely based around something to do with windows. Right. Like, what, what's it going to be? <laughs> and then the next scene kind of like solidifies that a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you were almost right. <laughs> The window really gets him. The man (laughs) is just crying harder than ever before and starts to walk out the room. And finally, Jack like picks up on maybe I should help this guy out. And he he asks them, is there something wrong? The man stops walking, doesn't look at Jack. And in a very grim voice, he quickly says the music and slams the door behind him and leaves. And as soon as he said the music. I closed my eyes and nodded, and I just went, yes, this is the episode. This is that one, yeah. Uh, this is the the cover of the season three uh, disc in my box set. Um, I was a little surprised it came up so quickly, actually, with how long it took to get to the Spartans in the last one. I can see it in my mind's eye, mm-hmm. the cover of this this box. There's really only one image you could have on it. Oh, yeah. It, and yep. we'll, we'll talk about we'll it. We'll get to it. So if season two was the Spartans, what was season one? Season one, I think, was just one of like the first episodes. It's Jack kind of standing in Aku's place with Aku like kind of okay. like curled over him. That's good. That's yeah. fitting. Yeah. I'll be interested to see what season four is. Don't tell me yet. Oh, I'm so excited for that one. 
That's one I've been waiting for. Yeah. Man says the music and, and leaves the room. And as soon as Jack starts to like question that response, a faint techno beat starts somewhere in the distance. Yep. Jack walks to that that haunted window and uh, stares out into the forest beyond the city. And these red eyes start dotting all the trees in this dark forest. And that techno beat starts to like really pump and build up like extra loud. And these hordes of these just black, ambiguous humanoid figures emerge from the forest and start walking towards the town. They're like, yeah, these the scores and scores of like these black beings walking out. And they all have like neon highlights to their all black bodies. We can't really see them just yet, but like mm-hmm. there's some there's some color going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Like just thin lines going across them. Like uh, some of them look like they have belts or like uh, sashes made of them. It's really good. It's a Kingdom Hearts dream here. <laughs> Unnecessary straps and all sorts of accoutrement. <laughs> You know, he gets a lot of shit for all the belts and stuff. And then in the <laughs> and then in the 15, he got rid of all the belts and everyone's like, where's all the belts? Damn it. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, at that point, you have to just keep doing it. Like, he backed he backed down like a coward. And if he had just stuck with the belts, then I think, I don't know, people might have responded differently. Uh, I think it's all bullshit anyway, but that's OK. I know you love it. Um. Anyway, these Kingdom Hearts characters. uh. They enter the city and just start, like, completely wrecking it like a bunch of hooligans, Mm -hmm. like smashing windows and breaking stores. Um, One of them throws a giant rock through, like, a huge stained glass window, just completely shatters it. Yeah. Another one steals a stone from the foundation of a clock tower, which just completely crumbles and collapses. (laughs) Yeah, the way he, like, casually pulls the rock out and then the tower just, like, caves in on itself. (laughs) One rock was all it took, yeah. (laughs) A group of these figures enters a a stone building with two towers that are connected by, like, a sky bridge. Mm -hmm. And we could see the crowd, like, run up and down the two towers, throwing, like, furniture and stuff out the windows. And also, like, farm animals out the windows. I'm pretty sure there's a cow at one point that comes out one window. Um, I think there's, like, a chicken. There might be a pig. (laughs) I think for this scene, they use the tower. Like, it's the same tower on both sides. Because you see them run in on the left. And they run up the stairs and they're throwing stuff out the left windows, which all have like pointed tops and the windows on the right are all circle. And then they go across the bridge and down the other tower and all of the pointed top windows on that tower are already gone. And we see them breaking the the circular windows on the way down. Uh, And then they run back in the other side again and do it again. Do it again. (laughs) They're not done yet. (laughs) Um, Yeah, just a, a total scene of destruction in this this quiet city that's been invaded by these mysterious figures and and Jack is watching this all from his room and he sees that innkeeper enter the streets and he's calling out to someone named Olivia and we see a a girl smashing a a store window and she kind of turns around we can see her face and she's this roughly teenage-ish aged girl Mm -hmm. who's got purple hair that's in two big buns She's dressed in like these funky stripe patterns, um, again, with the odd Kingdom Hearts straps and buckles and everything all over her. But it's all like fun, neon, bright colors. Yep. But kind of the most striking thing about her is she's got these big red glowing eyes um, like we saw emerge from the forest, all these pairs of eyes. And we were looking right at her. Yeah, she's got these big evil. They're like slanted in like an evil. Yeah. Angry eyes. 
that innkeeper is pleading with her to stop. And he says to her, uh, don't you recognize me, your father? Um, and she does seem to consider that for a moment. And like her eyes widen, like those red eyes widen. And uh, we get a shot out in the forest as that techno beat gets more intense. And as it does, her eyes turn evil again. And she like casts her father away from her. Mm hmm. And he falls to his knees and is like begging her to stop uh, as she picks up like a metal pole that's lying on the street and like rushes at him to strike him with this metal pole. Yep. It looks like a like a fireplace tool of some sort, like one of those like little kind of prodders that almost look like a shovel. Yeah. Busted through a window and all this this crazy revelry. Yeah. Um, she runs in to strike him with that. But uh, luckily, Jack intervenes right at the last second and blocks the attack with his, his sword. Um, and a crowd of these dark figures surround Jack and there's a brief standoff and Jack leaps up in the air with a sword ready to deliver an attack. And the innkeeper, innkeeper just wails. He's like, no, wait, they're children. And sure enough, Jack hearing that like kind of stops and looks around and we get a clear shot now of all of these attackers. And they are all like, teenage children like young children mm. wearing these crazy like bright colored outfits um with like wild hairstyles and face paint they're like very col- colorful characters yeah i really like all the designs that we see for all these like raver characters throughout the episode there's another scene later where we get to see a lot of them and they're all really cool brendan i wanted to give you uh i want to read the Joke that I wrote that I'm the most proud of here in my show notes. Right. Um, and I want you to deliver me some live feedback on this this joke. <laughs> Nothing helps the joke more than telling me you're about to tell me a joke. I want you to take it really seriously because, like, we're going to get emails about this and probably a write-up in, like, the AV club. <laughs> some, hit, some hit pieces. It's a really big moment personally for me, but also, like, I'm sharing this moment with you on this podcast. So, like, this is going to take us places. So, just... <laughs> Okay. Make sure you really let me know what you think. I need a sip of water. Okay. (laughs) These kids are all dressed so wild, they look like they've spent the last four days at (laughs) Susapalooza. Yes. Yes. That was was the joke. (laughs) Um, You know, I don't know about that one. Did you hear when I said Sousa Palooza? I, I did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then all I could think was, is that even really a thing? Or is that just like a, because of the Dr. Seuss hat at some point? Do we even see that yet? We haven't even seen that yet. <laughs> I wasn't referring to that. I was referring to the kids' colorful, fun, cartoony manner. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, he gets it. It's good. <laughs> um, gotta recap at gmail.com is the email address. Uh, let us know. Yeah, what you, you, you can send all your praise there. And they will. <laughs> um, Although the moving wo- on from that. The world's funniest joke award. <laughs> send that in right over. Uh, headline, all world wars over. <laughs> Globe rejoices at, at unifying joke that, that wins hearts all over. Captivates audiences. <laughs> You get just soldiers throwing their guns in piles and and putting headphones on and all laughing together, putting arms around each other. <laughs> you know, we do what we can for the for the good of the world. It's it's uh, the the category on iTunes is uh, TV reviews slash humanitarian efforts. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
I'm glad that we had that moment together. Anyway, let's continue with the recap. <laughs> let's do it. So Jack lands after the like getting ready to deliver this attack, and he just stands there as he sees its children. And uh, these children are in a trance, and they just pummel him and like beat the hell out of him. Yeah, they get around, do like a circle, and just start kicking his face in. Yeah, really hammering Jack, um, and he won't fight back. Um, he's really not sure what to make of all of this yet. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're hitting him, but there's another shot of the trees in the forest and someone blows a whistle and like all of the children stop what they're doing and trudge back into the forest as that techno music starts to fade. Mm -hmm. And the father cries back out to, uh, Olivia, uh, but she's gone and they're all gone. They've all disappeared back into the forest. So now it's just Jack and this innkeeper alone in the city. Yep. Jack asks him, like, what's going on here? And uh, the innkeeper says, uh, well, these, he calls them the children of Aku. Um, and Jack is saddened to learn that Aku's evil has uh, infected the minds of children, of all people. Mm -hmm. Which is a pretty wild turn from where we were with Aku's fairy tales, where, like, young children were openly mocking Aku. Yeah, yeah, these, but these rebellious teens are all about it. You get a little older, yeah, you kind of start, like, thinking that you've got the right worldview and, like, nobody really understands the deep level that you're kind of working on. Mm. Um, they don't want, like, a paragon like Jack. You know, they want the bad boy. Yeah. Uh, from this point of the show, I kind of expected it to go in, like, a Pied Piper kind of uh, direction mm. where, like, the, the town had wronged somebody in some way and he did this to the kids. We don't really get much of an explanation for no, it. It's not really. No, we don't really get that, do we? We don't really get anything. <laughs> we get something. I just don't know what it is. Um, yeah. Uh, the innkeeper says that his daughter was uh, innocent before, but then he says she came home with this and he pulls out like a fucking CD in a jewel case. <laughs> in this medieval town where we have not seen any yeah. technology at all. Medieval future town, and he pulls out a fucking CD like it's 1999. <laughs> Although I guess it was 2002, so like CDs. You remember CDs? I do. What would what would what would it be now if they were to do this now? Would it be like an iPod or just an iPod? Well, an iPhone. Like iPods just, aren't even things anymore. Just a uh, like a USB stick that says music on it. He shows Jack his uh, NFT of Aku <laughs> yeah. that he bought for $500,000. That's topical, right? Yeah, I think so. People still do that. <laughs> for now. Um, yeah, shows Jack like this CD that he says corrupted his daughter's mind. And Jack takes one look at it and then walks out of the town into the forest to go and free the children from Aku's evil techno beats. Mm -hmm. Jack stealths his way between the trees in this very dark forest, um, which again is kind of like now that it's not even sunset, but it's like pure nighttime. Like there's kind of like a cool blue moon glow in these, these dark trees in the forest. Yeah. The art in this episode is pretty good. Yeah. They're, they like, like I was saying, it seems to just get better all the time. The background paintings mm -hmm. and uh, even like the lighting on the characters when he walked into the inn and he was like standing in front of the guy, there was like a harsh lighting right. on Jack. Uh, so like just the quality of the, the, the rendering and the lighting in the show is, is improving all the time. It's come a really long way mm -hmm. and uh, we're not even in the HD era yet. You know, season no. five. Can you imagine the kind of stuff we're going to see? Oh man, I can. Cause I have seen the first episode, but yeah, well, <laughs> it's pretty, you pretty much get the idea. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Jack is is working his way through the forest and he hides in a bush as uh, that techno beat starts to grow in the distance. And uh, it's basically summoning like the children who appear and start walking through the trees. Um, what's interesting is that their eyes are normal and don't look like all evil red infected in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're being summoned by the music, but like don't seem like they're in this kind of like evil hell bent trance that they were in before. Now they're right. in just a regular happy trance. Yeah, now they're just chilling and dancing. Having a good time. Um, Jack, from the bushes, he snatches like a monkey boy that's walking by him, um, pulls it into the bush, and uh, does a quick clothing swap with this this little monkey boy. Which is really, I think, maybe the most important part of this episode is, is what we're treated to right now. Yes, yeah. Yep, Jack's hitman escapades. <laughs> uh, this would be a great costume in hitman uh but it's a great costume in samurai jack nonetheless oh yeah um we get this great panning shot up from jack's feet all the way up his body so we can see this outfit that he's now wearing which i will describe to you here um he's wearing like some regular sneakers uh that are covered by these big baggy jeans like these big baggy blue jeans that are frayed at the bottom yeah like jenko jeans pretty much um topical 2002 Mm -hmm. you know people were still talking about it yep um, these jeans are baggy enough to reveal a pair of striped boxer shorts. So, like, Jack really leaned into this costume swap and literally put on this this person's boxers. Yeah, like, he's, stripped he, him he's still that guy's underwear. <laughs> what a monster. He stripped this child nude <laughs> and put on his underwear and the rest of his clothing. So. Yeah. Do you think he put his gi on the on the monkey boy? Or? On the, yeah, he goes back and he's wearing Jack's gi. That would be... <laughs> really good <laughs> we'll never know nope um also his samurai diapy because he did swap underwear yeah or he could just be, still be wearing that under the boxers the boxers are just for That's, show i really hope so <laughs> we can't okay we're getting into dangerous territory talking about this anymore <laughs> um <laughs> he's wearing this like shitty torn half shirt that is exposing his midsection yep um Covered by like an orange and blue striped vest. Um, he's also got like brightly colored wristbands on, which does seem like something you would wear to a rave. Mm-hmm. If I know my raves, which I think I do. <laughs> so I'm told. <laughs> um, pans up to his face and he's wearing these these bright green, almost like safety glasses mm-hmm. like you would wear if you were a woodworker or something. Yeah. Um, these bright green glasses, a cat in the hat hat yep so susa palooza in full <laughs> effect now yep cat in the hat hat which i think would be a very funny thing to show up at a rave and somebody was wearing that although maybe that is just like standard protocol they're all wearing like cat in the hat hats and like those rasta wigs that have the fake dreadlocks yes, on them in the live action cat in the hat movie i think they end up at a rave and the joke is that people are wearing those hats so they can't find the cat because they keep running up to like every time they see that hat poking above the, the the crowd they run up to it but it's never the cat what an incredible bit <laughs> that movie i have only seen that movie i think once when it came out so like i don't remember hardly anything mm. about it Anytime you see clips on like Twitter 
uh, about, fr- uh, from the Cat in the Hat movie. It's like the most bonkers, insane shit that you've ever oh, yeah. seen in your life. That, I actually really liked that movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Like it's yeah. probably since it was in theaters. Uh, but I really liked it at the time because it is just wild. It's that kind of like the book is wild, but it's a book. So you've only got like some illustrations. But when you see it like in right. motion and especially with how like mean the cat is in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's it's something else. I would rather they do like something like that again or even like I did like the Jim Carrey Grinch. Like that was a good Grinch. Yeah, um, I would much rather do stuff like that than like the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch or like the animated Lorax movies, which those movies are just mm-hmm. like was the Benedict shitty, Cumberbatch shitty minions. the newer one with the Tyler, the creator song. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I'm uh, that doesn't surprise me to hear. Yeah, uh, he did the theme for it. The, the you're a mean one song. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that's a bit weird, weird, weird pull for for a children's movie, but okay. I'm not against it, but I don't know that I'm for it. Yeah, it's I don't know. I, I don't have any strong feelings about it, but I just thought it was weird. It is weird. Uh, in any case, Jack is wearing a cat in the hat hat. Uh, but really, the most striking feature of this entire outfit is uh, he has a straight up pacifier in his mouth. Yeah, <laughs> we get a lot of good reaction shots of him sucking on it. <laughs> He sucks on the pacifier repeatedly throughout the episode. In this moment, though, he sucks on the pacifier, takes it, like, pops it out of his mouth and looks at it like, what the fuck did I just do? And then pops it back in his mouth and starts sucking on it again. <laughs> and you have to imagine that this monkey kid was sucking on it before Jack got it. Yeah. <laughs> Jack is a nasty freak. Uh, but he's sucking on that pacifier, and I hope it Helps calm him down a little bit. You know, he's throwing fewer fits in this episode than <laughs> yeah, usual. Yeah, he is pacified. Yeah, he walks away, and we can also see he's wearing a backpack that has, like, a blue smiling monkey face on mm-hmm. it. So that's fun. I like that, yeah. So, yeah, Jack is now fully dressed up in his rave costume, and he blends in with this crowd of children uh, that reaches an even larger crowd of children that are all just dancing in ecstasy as this techno beat grows louder and louder and... There's like some vocals over the beat that are going, somebody scream. (laughs) And Jack looks up through the huge crowd and really like soaks in the scene in front of him. Um, There's a huge stage with dancers on it and these giant towering speakers that are pounding so loud, like the subwoofers are pounding so loud that literally like the camera is shaking. Yeah. Like everything is just rumbling at this gigantic noise. Yeah, it's a really well done scene. Um, The bass in this techno beat is so high that it sounds like shit coming out of my headphones and also my computer speakers, which (laughs) do have good bass. Uh, It sounded okay on my TV, but (laughs) I think it might have been the point is like this is just too much music. Yeah, yeah. We don't get we don't get that that like reaction shot of Jack's ear kind of like pulsing like it did in the second episode. At this point, he's been here long enough. He's heard some good techno. Yeah. Um, he's more used to He considers to it himself to be the fire starter. So, you know, <laughs> that's my techno joke. I don't understand that one. <laughs> God damn it, Brendan. Yeah, it's all right. I don't listen to techno. I don't either, but you got to know that one. I don't. Okay. What if I made some kind of sandstorm joke? Would you, would you I be on board with the sandstorm yeah. joke? Yeah, I would have got that one. Maybe I'll come up with something else for our episode <laughs> intro. Or some uh, or some Daft Punk jokes. Okay, I can come up with something. I'll I'll tickle your fancy soon <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, he's looking over the crowd. Um, 
There's like these dancing children everywhere. They're like hanging off the rafters of these speakers on the stage. Um, like tons of speakers. There's like bright video screens all around and like spotlights flailing around. Um, children are twirling like these glow stick ropes, which definitely seems like a rave thing. Oh, yeah. Like glow sticks. I'm, I'm, that's like rave 101. A glow stick rope, though, sounds like really cool. I've never seen one yeah. that's like got that kind of flexibility to it. Well, there's like the really long ones that are like really long and skinny that you can tie into necklaces. Yeah, but those still have like this uh, rigidity that doesn't like Mm -hmm. allow for what they're doing in the show. I would like to see like an actual like glowing rope like that. These are straight up ropes. Yeah, Yeah, you're right. Um, Maybe, you know, someday technology will go that far. Yeah. We'll be able to live out this this dream. We need better glow sticks. (laughs) Get those top scientists on that. Cancer research, like the whole COVID vaccination stuff we just went through, like yeah. all that science. Throw it away. Throw it they've out. Been trying to, they've been trying to fix that cancer thing for way too long. It's not happening now. Get if on. that's not working, re- reassign them. Get onto the glow sticks thing, please. Um, <laughs> uh, Jack sucks on his pacifier in shock as it fades to commercial. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> I love all the reaction shots. It just cuts to him and it's just like one like suck on the thing and then it cuts back to whatever's going on it's the world's buffest maggie simpson <laughs> fades back in these children are dancing like their lives depend on it like they are just fucking flailing around like crazy oh yeah um two of these children bump into jack who is not dancing and they scowl at him uh and jack like takes a moment and then he starts doing like a little hillbilly hoedown jig like not really <laughs> yeah. sure how to like dance. really slow and out of beat <laughs> yeah sticking his arms out to the side and raising his shoulders up and down like yeehaw partner swing him <laughs> round and round this is how you dance right he's a little shy at first but then uh he starts to really kind of feel this this techno beat and um he does that funny thing that fighters do in all sorts of different TV shows and video games the funny thing that fighters do when they're forced into a situation where they have to dance where they don't know how to dance, but they just start doing like their fighting routines. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's hitting like all of his action poses, like all of his karate moves. Um, a trope I've seen many times. I'm, I'm currently playing through the Final Fantasy VII remake mm-hmm. and uh, Cloud does that same kind of thing at the Honey Bee Inn. That is my favorite scene in that entire game is that, how could it that not dance be? scene. Yeah. I love it. Every time I've played that game, I've been like, yes, the dance is coming up. I know. It's like the the best thing in that entire game. Uh, of course, also, there's the uh, Avatar The Last Airbender uh, episode where Aang hosts a dance party for a bunch of Fire Nation kids. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about that one. <sighs> you remember the one, right? Nope. I don't. <laughs> Didn't that watch famous that famous episode that you love so much. Nope. I don't know anything about that show. Too bad for you. That is our uh, next TV show <laughs> that we're going to be covering on this podcast. I will just have nothing to say for You'll have however many hundreds of episodes that show ran. There's only like 50. Oh, really? I thought or it was even maybe even fewer. Than I thought that. it was a long running show. I thought there were like uh, five, three seasons. five books. Oh, there's only three. Oh, OK. Well, I mean, if we were going to do Avatar The Last Airbender, then we would also throw in Legend of Korra, which is four more seasons. Uh, probably all of the graphic novels and video games. Um, so there's a lot to cover there. Oh, my God. I'm not interested in Get any excited. of it. <laughs> I can't. I refuse. Do you want a brief platform here to <laughs> sort of push your, your agenda on why Avatar The Last Airbender is a bad show? I'll give you like a moment. No, it's want. okay. I just don't like it. 
fake. Why? It's fake anime. It's bullshit. Well, it's, okay. Well, so is Samurai Jack. Yeah, but Samurai Jack doesn't try to be real anime. I, what does that even mean? <laughs> they're harping on the style, but they're getting all the tropes wrong. Like like Teen Titans when they tried to do like wacky anime stuff. That was kind of the similar thing. But I like Teen Titans. I don't like Avatar. I think you're reaching. Yep, I don't like it. It's boring. Not a fan. Why don't you go play Kingdom Hearts, you fucking freak? <laughs> oh, I will. I love it. <laughs> play the whole series again. Yeah, for like the eighth time. Yep. Uh, that might even be lowballing it. All right, let us spend no more time on this. <laughs> Jack is doing his uh, karate moves, and those two kids who bumped into him, they dig his moves and start like mimicking him. So they have a fun little like group dance moment. Yeah, where they're all like perfectly in time with each other. Yeah, it's good. Um, Jack leaves them and starts moving through the crowd of dancing children. Um, yeah, most of them are just like convulsing and like throwing their bodies around like crazy. Um, there is one girl who's just like quietly vibing and nodding her head along to the music. That would probably be me. Yeah, the, the girl in the the bunny suit. I think she was wearing. Yep. Yeah, that's the one. She stands out because like she's having a good time, but she doesn't need to like act like a fool. Yeah, like all these other she's children. just chilling. Yeah, good for her. Catch catching a vibe. Uh, this party is like fucking popping off. The techno beat is rocking the forest. Like the camera is now just like nonstop shaking. There's some more lyrics. Uh, the subtitles on HBO Max tell me the lyrics are, uh, it's the ultimate. I can't go for it. Oh, I didn't watch it with subtitles. I, I meant to, but I didn't. Uh, well, you missed out on it's the <laughs> ultimate. I can't go for it. <laughs> row, row, fight the power. <laughs> there are so many glow sticks, just glow sticks everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, children hanging from the speakers, like throwing their bodies around extremely dangerously. It is a madhouse in here. Oh, yeah. There's one kid who looks really old, like he also snuck into the party. I don't know if you noticed this kid. He almost is like the how do you do fellow teens. <laughs> no, I didn't notice him. Uh, Timestamp is 1143. I wrote it down because the kid is very striking. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He's like balding. Like he's got like a red jumpsuit on and like a weird butt chin and like wrinkly face. I think I Uh, vaguely remember that kid. I remember seeing one 11 minutes, 43 seconds. I remember seeing one that looked like it didn't have a lot of hair, but it was like scraggly, like bits of hair hanging down off the top of his head. Someone call that a Brendan. Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. He did it. Celebrating in my empty apartment to no one but me. Yes. <clears throat> um, what I noticed about this crowd, uh, which is odd for the show, is that the majority of the people here appear to be human. Uh, there are some alien people, but mostly it's humans. Yeah. And I don't think we've seen anything quite like that in the show. Generally, when he like is it with a group of people, it's mostly like weird creatures. and Right. Like, even some of these, like, city streets that we talked about last week. Like, I don't hardly remember any humans being a part of those those crowds. Yeah, were, other than, sorry, like... It was the, mostly aliens. Other than Mr. Cacciatore. Right. It was all aliens all the time. Um, Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, the uh, beat stops as Jack makes his way through the crowd and reaches the front of the stage. Um, The lights go off, and then, like, spotlights kick on on the stage and shine on this platform that's raising from the bottom of the stage. And there's a DJ coming up with like a big turntable in front of him from the bottom of the stage. Um, 
This fucking guy looks like a like a pruny wet finger that's been in like a yep. swimming pool for too long. Yeah, he does. He's got a weird look to him. He's this gross little pink wormy man uh, wearing sunglasses and headphones that are shaped like Aku's horns, which I want. Yeah, those are very cool. Like the cattier ones, but right. actually good. <laughs> I, I would yeah, cosplay as this guy. Welcome, brothers and sisters. Can I get a kazam? Kazam! Hi, DJ Stalbator. And once again here to drop upon you all the majestical, soundific beats of the Master. In response, the DJ says, "Skiz yeah." Is <laughs> very good line that uh, he says, uh, "Let your ears feast to the flavor of the acoustic sound." Oh, you know, I didn't even pick up on the acoustic thing when I was watching it. <laughs> you gotta tip your cap to old DJ Salvatore. Yeah, on that, that one. one was pretty good. I missed it the first time, but now that you said it again. <laughs> You got to figure he's using that every single night, though. So at a certain point, it's like, all right, you've got the same material. You got to freshen it up here, bud. Get some new jokes. It's a good joke, though. I'll give him credit this one time. Um, (laughs) Spins a record on his turntable and the techno beat kicks in again. The speakers surrounding the stage are just bumping and a blast of white light comes out from them and like hits all the children in the face uh, and their eyes that were normal, now fade back into like these evil red Mm -hmm. glaring eyes. Uh, Something interesting to note there is when he drops the needle on the record, you can see like sparks coming from the needle, which is not how records work. Um, But I think it might have something to do with like this being an Aku power. Like, do you think the vinyl record itself is is Aku? Like the way he can kind of like split his material off? Do you think he pressed it into a record? I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, I think I think that would be a cool bit to add to the show. They don't mention it or or give you any indication that that could be the case. But that's kind of where, where my head went with it. I like that. I, I didn't think of that at all, but I, I actually like that idea more than any other fan theory I think you've ever had <laughs> on this show. That might be my favorite one. Okay, cool. <laughs> not the uh, not that the other ones were bad. Not the Liverpool Some sunk to the bottom of the ocean one. <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that one that one seems hmm, maybe i like that less one. that's my favorite plausible one. i don't know <laughs> that one's fun to think about at least i don't know we'll have to bonus episode we'll rank all my theories <laughs> that'll take that'll take too long these episodes are long enough as it is <laughs> we'll have to get someone will have to go back through and write down every theory i've come up with it ain't gonna be me nope somebody on somebody out there listening if you want a, if you want Please. a task to do. Don't torture our listeners like this. <laughs> it's torture enough that they have to listen to us talk so much. I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, the uh, the children are now under the same evil trance as before. Their eyes are all glowing red and Jack is covering his ears and um, rips a few pieces off his his shitty already torn shirt and like stuffs them into his ears to block out the music. Yep. These children, including uh, Olivia, who we see again, she's in this crowd. Um, they start dancing and doing like the synchronized dance routine to the song that started playing. Um, the DJ is looking on in delight at these children and uh, he scans the crowd and he sees Jack in the crowd not dancing and knows that it is Jack because he recognizes his sword. Mm-hmm. Um, and he 
cuts the music and everyone stops dancing and Jack is just standing there staring back at the DJ and sucks on his pacifier a couple more times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's every reaction shot in this episode. <laughs> so many of them. They, yeah, they make use of the, the Jack pacifier <laughs> joke. Maybe too much. Uh, or maybe not enough. Um, the DJ announces uh, Samurai Jack is in the house and all the children just go, Jack. <laughs> um, he calls Jack the scratch in Aku's groove, which is a good insult. And then he also calls him Samurai Whack. Oh, got him. Somebody called the burn ward. <laughs> Scorching. <laughs> uh, it's about time somebody finally used the Samurai Whack insult. This might be the only time we ever get it. But you know what? It was the right moment. Yeah, I know for sure. Fitting, fitting of the uh, the setting that we're in here, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, burned him good, but Jack, you know, doesn't doesn't affect him. Rolls right off of his shoulders that are covered with a stupid, shitty vest. Um, the DJ pulls out a different record, which he calls uh, a brand new track, Jack Attack. Puts the record on, and it's this new techno beat that's playing, and the children's eyes narrow, and they start to attack Jack. They just start lunging at him, trying to get a hit. Jack fends them off, you know, blocks their shots for a while, does straight up, like, punch and kick some of them right in the face. Yeah, there's one point. Remembering that they are children. There's one point where he kicks two of them off of, like, a large speaker that he's on top of. Oh, we'll get to We'll get to that. Uh, he does not pull out the sword, remembering that these are children, but he is willing to, like, break all of their bones. Yeah. He's like Batman if Batman punched kids. Yeah, there's only so much he can take. Yeah, he leaps out of the way as uh, like a crowd of children close in on him and he jumps up and climbs up on like the scaffolding that the speakers are hanging from. Um, The kids start climbing up after him and he swings off of it and yeah, lands on top of a giant speaker. Um, And there's this really cool shot of like Jack's shadow knocking off a bunch of attackers shadows as like against this very brightly colored uh, backdrop backdrop behind him that the lights are like creating it's a pretty it's another like really cool artistic moment in this episode yeah um jack kind of realizes that he's there's too many children to fight and uh what he has to do is stop the music so uh, he leaps off of the speaker but he's lassoed by one of these spinning glow ropes Mm -hmm. and uh, three children wrap him up with these ropes like grab him by the legs and start dragging them towards him but he takes a sword out and slices those ropes And then just like you said, jumps up in the air and straight up kicks two of them in the face at the same time, knocking them off of this gigantic speaker. Off of the speaker. And it's like a three story tall speaker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Look, someone's got to teach these kids a lesson. It's just like a good old fashioned spanking. Yeah. If a spanking was equivalent to pushing somebody off a three story building. (laughs) Giant building. Yeah. With your with a foot to the face. Um. Jack leaps across like this this row of speaker stacks and gets all the way to the stage and kicks the DJ away from his turntable. And uh, Jack's about to plunge his sword into the turntable, but the DJ like collects himself and says, oh, well, it won't be that easy. And he bites into a big golden tooth that's in his mouth and a giant laser beam blasts out of it. Yeah, he did not have this tooth earlier when we saw him the first okay. time. Um, and he won't have it later when he's done using it, <laughs> but for I now, didn't go back to review that, but I thought that might've been the yeah. case and I knew that you would be all over it. Yeah. But for now he's got this laser shooting gold tooth 
and we'll have to roll with it. I'm fine with it. You know, continuity errors aside, a laser blasting gold tooth, <laughs> sign me up. Yeah, it's definitely a fun idea. For sure. Um, blasts Jack like away from the turntable and uh, Jack gets up and tears off his shitty vest and shirt like he does with his gi. Mm-hmm. So like, it's like the cool moment where he tears it and throws it aside. But like, I'm glad that he did. <laughs> it's an improvement. Now he's just got these Janko jeans. He's still wearing the hat too, right? At this point. I think he's ditched the hat and the pass. Oh, right. Because when the, I think when the kids start the glasses, I think when the kids start beating him up, his hair gets all wild and he's got like the, the scraggly yeah, hair yeah, thing yeah, going yeah, yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. You're exactly right. Um, someone's got to fish that hat out of the crowd so it doesn't get trampled. Yeah. That's valuable stuff. We need that. Um, the DJ keeps blasting at Jack with his gold tooth laser and, uh, Jack dodges these laser blasts and leaps towards the man and kicks him in the head, which twists his head around like a thousand times. Yeah. This man's anatomy is troubling. <laughs> he's to me. Just, I don't like him. very. He much. has no bones. No, he's a boneless freak. Um, there's a long standoff on the stage, uh, Jack and the DJ kind of staring at each other, and the children are watching on on this battle, and uh, there's a great exchange. Jack says to the DJ, uh, music maker man, your beats are bad. Ooh. And the DJ says back to him, that's right, they're bad. Oh, yeah. Jack says, not bad good, bad bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a funny concept of like Jack knowing the the terminology of bad being good. Yeah, but he still says lodging establishment. I know, he's got to figure it out. He also <laughs> called him Music Maker Man. Music Maker Man. What if that was that, that guy's actual name? He's like, yes, that's me. Yes, thanks for addressing <laughs> me by my proper title. Um, Jack tells him to stop the music and free the children, but the uh, DJ refuses, uh, and they fight. The DJ has some fun breakdancing moves like uh, Majima and Yakuza Zero. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does like a fun spin on the floor, spin on his head, kick Jack with the spinning yep. legs. It's good. Yeah, that's my favorite fighting style in that game. Uh, agreed. Breaker? Is that what they called it? That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> love um, it. It's very good. Um, yeah, that's how you would want this DJ to fight anyway. You know, he's got to stay funky fresh. Yeah. Um, they spar for a bit, trading blows. Uh, Jack... Karate chops the DJ's headphones off and, like, destroys them. And now he's really pissed off um, and starts bringing the fight to Jack. Just, like, furious punches all over. And Jack has to block, like, a lot of incoming strikes. Mm-hmm. And then the DJ winds up in slow motion. It slows down and he winds up for, like, a big haymaker punch. And Jack dodges out of the way and then counterattacks with his foot. Kicks him straight off the stage into the crowd of children. Yeah, I like this bit, too. This is a good moment it's a really good bit it's a really good bit uh the dj the dj lands in the crowd but then rises from the crowd standing up and in fact rises all the way up above the crowd because the children are crowd surfing him back to the stage in a standing position yeah he's just like being floated across the top of the crowd it's really good (laughs) he's got like his arms crossed he looks like really sour about it and there yeah just like passing him back up onto the stage like he's freaking uh, Sugar Ray or something. <laughs> or I should have said in Sugar Ray, because Sugar Ray's not a man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> what about Uncle Cracker? Is Uncle Cracker the name of the individual or the band? You I know? believe it's the band. Okay. I'm not sure, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into that a little more later on in the episode, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you insist. Uh, 
<laughs> um, yeah, they pass him back up onto the stage, and uh, on his way back to the stage, he presses a button on his wristband, uh, and then leaps up into the air. And as he does this, those giant speakers and like all of this music equipment like flies directly to him and starts to like morph into each other. And it forms into this gigantic mech suit made of speakers. And he is standing at the top of it behind turntable controls. Yeah, I really like the design of this thing. This like <laughs> rave bot machine thing. It's really cool. Um yeah, just totally absurd. <laughs> Rave bot is exactly how to refer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he runs towards Jack, who readies his sword, but they both uh, go flying off the stage into like this weird, muddy reservoir that's like just off to the side of the yeah, stage. That's, that was kind of weird. Um, it, it seems like uh, we never saw anything like that around no. the stage, and now suddenly they're there. And it, it sh- right. I don't know. It seemed it felt jarring in a way like I for after like after being there for a second, I was like, wait a second. How do we even get here? Like yeah. did the stage explode and like, this is the crater or something. Like, did I miss something? <laughs> I don't think you did. He just kind of knocked him into a big pool of water that was next to them the whole time. Yeah. Uh, what is fun about this though, is the color palette for the episode shifts dramatically when they get here. Yep. Uh, and I thought it was a really well done like shift because we were b- bright colors like neon, uh, all that. And now we're in this like gritty, like early Call of Duty, all kind of browns. And like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought it was a, a nice contrast to what we'd been seeing before for this like final showdown moment. Yeah, it was cool. Like the complete 180 from like the insane techno rave with glow sticks and Dr. Seuss hats. And yeah, now everything is different shades of brown yeah <laughs> yeah they uh they land in this this big muddy pool and they're submerged for a moment but jack uh bursts free from the water and sees his sword and runs to it but the uh dj in his rave bot bursts up from the the water and grabs jack and like tosses him away to the side he starts firing like a giant machine gun at jack um and Jack hides from him in the darkness in this this big pool. Uh, and the DJ turns on like some spotlights on his uh, mech suit, which I think it's fun, like repurposing like the stage lights into spotlights on this mech suit is a fun idea. Oh, yeah. I, I love like anytime a show does like a transformer kind of thing like that, where like you take all the parts of something and make them into a robot. I, I love that, like how creative they can be with those sorts of things. Right. And then uses them like in their original function, but for a new purpose. Yeah. I think yeah. it's fun. Very cool. Yeah. Although, where did he get the gun for like the machine gun? What was that original? <laughs> uh, who knows? That was the gun. I don't know. The stage gun. Oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes I forgot. Good point. Um, Yeah. Uh, he spots Jack with these spotlights and Jack's like trying to climb out of this reservoir, but like he blasts him with some more gunfire and then just starts like knocking him around with this giant robo fists. Um. Beats up on him for a while and then stomps on him with a big giant robot foot as the children who are like surrounding this pool, like look down at this, this fight that's unfolding. Yeah. And Jack rises from the mud and looks like really defeated in this moment. Like he knows he's losing the fight, but uh, looks up at the faces of these children that are watching the fight and like kind of remembers the whole reason why he came out here into the woods and uh, he won't give up the fight. He's going to save these kids one way or the other. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Um, he's doing it for the innkeeper. Mm-hmm. You know, that poor no guy. more sleepless nights. Yeah, that poor guy and his deep sadness 
involving Windows. Windows, yeah. <laughs> I was going to try to make a Microsoft Windows joke, but uh, I don't know if there's anything there. There's something. There. There's something, but we don't know it right now. We take some <laughs> take some workshopping on that one. I'll uh, hit you up via text <laughs> this week, and we'll talk about it. All right. <laughs> we'll 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 stealth edit it into the episode later on. Right. It'll feel very natural. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jack. Uh, sort of refines his inspiration, won't give up the fight, and uh, runs to his sword and picks it up and then does like a cool, he runs up the wall and does like a backflip and he's holding the sword above his head with like the full moon lighting him from behind. Like this cool hero shot and uh, brings the sword down and just starts hacking the mech suit to bits. Just like completely hacks it apart and the whole thing explodes. Yep. He, he cuts off like each limb one at a time while giving like this monologue. I don't remember what he's saying, but he's like, I won't stop. And like every word is punctuated with him cutting off another limb. Music, man, your beats are <laughs> bad. Yeah. And he finishes it. I'm with pretty a, sure he says he finishes it with a cut directly to the turntable. And then it explodes. Yep. Jack has one. The uh, the remaining speakers in like this festival area, they just have a static hum coming out of them now. Like the beats are done. Um, and with the static hum, we're looking at the children's faces and all of their eyes, the red evil eyes fade away and they all look back to normal. And they all look like they've like woken up out of this trance that they've been under for however long they've mm. been out in the woods. I imagine it's been a long time considering the state of like the inn when he goes in there, like they're covered in cobwebs and everything. It, it's probably been a couple months, I would say at least. Could be. Um, and yeah, there's like no action in the city either. Like mm -hmm. literally every single window in the city is dark and there's only one person apparently living in the city. Yeah. Um, so it's just the innkeeper hanging out with a bunch of kids, but he can't <laughs> even do that anymore. It's all right. Jack's got him covered. He, uh, He's broken these children out of his his their trance, and uh, he tells them that they're free. And then he tells them, uh, "Return to your homes and never dance to this evil beat again." <laughs> Jack's the bad guy from Footloose. Yeah, he bans dancing forever. <laughs> yeah, and then from here it cuts back to one final scene in the episode. Uh, it's the innkeeper sitting in the inn at his desk, still like hunched over, sobbing on the desk. And uh, we can see the door opens and a light shines in through the door. And uh, his daughter, Olivia, is there and she just says, Father? Um, and he looks up to her and they run to each other with their arms wide open and both sob deeply as they hug each other after all this time. Mm -hmm. um, and the innkeeper just looks up to the sky and he says, Thank you, stranger. And we can see Jack walking away from this city back out into the woods onto his next adventure. And that is the end of the episode. And he didn't even sleep. So he's still tired. That was, yeah, the only reason he <laughs> found himself in this situation to begin the with. The initial, the, the driving problem for the episode <laughs> was never resolved. Can you imagine if he had just stayed in the woods and like not gotten the intel that these were children? Um, <laughs> he would have slaughtered them all. <laughs> the entire crowd. <laughs> Uh, luckily, it didn't come to that. And uh, yeah, that is the end of the episode. Who boy, I'm feeling tired after that wild rave that we just attended. Yeah, a lot of dancing, a lot of dancing, a lot of. Yeah, it seems like headache inducing with like the amount of just earthquaking that's going on with these giant 
speakers. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine the ringing in everyone's ears after that. It would be awful. Yeah. Um, I would have hated to be there. But I'll tell you what I didn't hate this episode. Yeah. No, this was a very good episode. One that we've been looking forward to. I think we've brought it up a few times. Like for sure. At some point, Jack goes to a rave. <laughs> I was really excited. Like I said, when I finally figured out what this episode was mm. and uh, yeah, it didn't disappoint. I don't know. I It was a really good episode. And like what I really love about season three, even though we're already two episodes in, is like the first episode is about Jack being a fighting chicken. The second episode is about Jack breaking children from an evil rave. Mm-hmm. Like the storylines are completely bonkers. And like I'm very much here for it. Yeah. Only problem is, is like, I feel like kind of like you said, there's like a lot of questions that are brought up about like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how did this start? Yeah. There are a lot of like questions and then theories that we can come up with that are like interesting. And I feel like this episode is kind of like very thin when it comes to like peeling off the layers of like what's really going on here. It's really kind of just like there's a rave and it's crazy and Jack has to stop it. Yeah. It's, but that's kind of all it's less of a story and more of just some set pieces to have like, right. Uh, fight scene happening with glow sticks, (laughs) which is great. Yeah. 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 Um, I wonder if this will keep up for the season because I'm rapidly Mm. running out of episodes that I remember at this point. Same. Uh, so I'm like, kind of excited to see if this keeps up or if we'll get some more like somber episodes. I also want to know when we're going to see Aku again, because it feels like it's been forever. It feels like it's been forever. I could have swore that he was in the show all the time uh, when I was younger. I would have been like, yeah, he's in like every episode, but he's not. He's not in the show very much at all. No, it seems insane. I He was in season one a lot. There were only a handful of episodes where he wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but like season two, hardly ever there at all. We're two episodes in here. Like we're still name dropping Aku all the time. Mm-hmm. But it is shocking, like how much he is absent, physically absent from yeah. the episode. It's, it's a little disappointing, actually. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I had this expectation that we would see him all the time, other than like bad memories of it, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed that we're not seeing more of him. Uh, Brendan, you really struck out when we uh, were coming up with the artwork for our podcast and you said, I want to draw myself as Aku. I'll let you be Samurai (laughs) Jack. Guess what, bitch? (laughs) I'm on all the podcast artwork. (laughs) Why do you think I stopped drawing Jack in all of them? (laughs) That's fine. Yeah. He's like, no, now we're doing scenery instead. (laughs) I'm not that vain. You can, you know, draw whatever you want. You don't have to draw me as Jack. Um, But. Yeah, no, the 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 shocking lack of Aku is really something that's starting to like settle in with me too. Like I want to see him. I want to see him even just a little bit. We don't get him at all. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. I like I'm I'm disappointed, but like it doesn't really hurt the show. Right. I'm just kind of like, man, I think this would be a lot better if we had more of him cuz he's my favorite character in the show by far. I have to agree. Um I can still think of like a handful of Aku centric episodes, including a two parter that is maybe like the best episode of this entire show. Oh, right. Yep. Um, which I don't remember when that is, but I don't think we're that far from it. Um, but yeah, more, more Aku, we say when we pound our fists on the table and demand more yeah. Aku. So <laughs> give, give them to us. Deliver on the promises that you made. Um, hopefully they will. We will find out. I don't, 
kind of like you just said, like, I don't have any clue what is awaiting us in these upcoming episodes. Yeah. So, like, I'm very excited to I'm very excited to find out. There's only one that I can solidly say I know is coming. And then the rest of it is like I have vague memories of some things that like maybe happen, but also maybe they don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Time will tell. Maybe I'm making things up in my head. Um, no matter what happens, as long as the rest of the season keeps up like the very creative like scenarios, uh, like overarching episode storylines, like th- so far two for two of like really crazy scenarios that like I would have never pictured for the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as they can keep up that uh, level of quality, like I'm here for it. It's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm still enjoying it. It's, you know, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to disparage the show no, at all. We're not. Well, that's not what we're doing at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just want some Aku. Yeah. God damn it. I'm just feeling, feeling a lack of Aku here. He'll be back uh, just like we'll be back uh, next week for a new episode. Yeah. Before then, uh, gotta recap at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, reach out to us with any questions, comments you have about the show, um, any answers to some of the bizarre questions that I think we asked during this podcast recording that I can't recall at this time. Oh, yeah. I forget uh, everything as soon as I say it. The guy asked if uh, raves still existed. So if someone could tell us if raves are still a thing, um, that's going to do a, a, a really that's going to get us a long way. Yeah. Mentally, I think I'll be able to sleep a little better. Or if they night. ever were a thing, because I'm still not convinced. Still not convinced. There's no proof. You can't convince me otherwise. Um, but uh, please let us know what you think about raves and or Samurai Jack um, at Gotta Recap. You can find us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, and then as always, uh, putting out the call, if you could please head to Apple podcasts and drop us a five-star review, that would be super helpful. And we thank you in advance. Brendan, I, uh, have to, I feel like I got to go download some hot techno beats on my Spotify account. Do you? Where do I start? Can you tell me? I can't. I've got nothing for you. (laughs) I feel like you're. Your baseline is Daft Punk, yeah. and beyond that, I don't think you're going to give me anything. Daft Punk is the only techno I've ever listened to, and I never really liked it all that much. Does Aphex Twin count as techno? I have no idea what that is. Maybe. Oh boy, I don't. I don't. You are. I don't techno. You're making a fool of yourself here. <laughs> ask me about some. That's okay. Ask me about some ska bands. <laughs> We're not talking about the mighty, mighty boss tones. We're talking about Samurai Jack. We get Jack. to the episode where Jack goes to a ska concert and has to go skanking around in his checkered vans. <laughs> we can, I'll be all over that one. Uh, we're going to have to end this episode, but we'll uh, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up next week. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> thank you all. Thank you. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.